Alcohol plays a key role in our culture today. We drink to celebrate, drink to commiserate, drink casually, drink at formal events, drink to calm down after a long, hard day, and drink to lower our inhibitions before we dive into a wild night out. But, oh yeah, now it's the morning after the night before. Crappy diem. The times we won't remember with friends we can't forget, rapidly becoming the fur-tongued hung-dog millionaire. <laughs> oh yeah, you're on your period and paying for last night's frivolities with well, more than the open tab and credit card you left behind at the bar. That's right, you're headed for the dreaded hangover. <laughs> for as long as there's been alcohol, there have been hangovers, so what's a person to do to ward off that brown bottle flu? Don't worry, Eli's got your back. Here are just some of a few of the history's most absurd hangover cures from around the globe. So, pull down the shades, brew up a pot of black coffee, relax if you can. It's stories to get sober by? Tree sap and bird beaks? When folks found themselves hungover in ancient Assyria, which included present-day Syria as well as parts of Iraq, Iran, and Turkey, they liked to grind up the beaks of birds and mix them with myrrh, the fragrant resin of the camaphora tree, and eat it. Myrrh is normally just used for perfumes and as a tincture, not in its highly pungent resin form, so it's even odds that eating it wouldn't be any better than just going without and suffering the hangover. That's to say, nothing of the bird beak part, but then again, the ancient Greeks had a cue of eating a fried canary or sheep's lungs and two owl eggs to cure a hangover. Now, that cure was further tweaked by Pliny the Elder, who suggested drinking owl eggs mixed with wine for three days would get rid of a hangover. A hangover that lasts three days, even while drinking wine and raw eggs? <laughs> by Zeus, Pliny, who was a legend. During Genghis Khan's days, the Mongols ate pickled sheep's eyes for breakfast to get rid of a hangover. The practice does continue today. After a heavy night of drinking, it is common in Mongolian culture to cure your hangover with a glass of tomato juice topped with a pickled sheep eye. It is said that tomato juice is the real cure here, and the eye is more for decoration, as there's no evidence to suggest that a pickled sheep eye could truly be the answer. Another animal-related cure is the horn of a rhino. Sadly, in Vietnam, it is believed that a rhino horn that has been soaked in water is the 
best cure for a hangover. There is no solid evidence to suggest this is true, and it's not your everyday cure, as one horn could sell up for $300,000 in U.S. dollars. And I thought the bar tab was bad. Hmm. Cowboys, gamblers, and gunslingers were, well, notorious drunks. Legend has it that one popular Wild West hangover cure was rabbit poo tea. In the American West, the thought was that if you went outside and got yourself some rabbit pellets and made a tea out of them and drank it, your hangover would disappear. Now, it's true that rabbit poop contains salts and nutrients such as potassium that might have been depleted while you were tying one on last night, but nowadays, please, just eat a banana or something. Some Native American tribes believe that Sweat swishing is the only way to rid yourself of a pesky hangover. What you do is you have yourself a workout in the morning or hit the sweat lodge and after, lick up the toxins that your body has expelled and swish them around in your mouth. <laughs> you gotta spit it all out afterward though or it won't work. Or don't spit it out, and then it also won't work. <laughs> no matter what you do with your sweat, this probably just won't work. If you wanted to shake it off in 17th century England, author and herbalist Nicholas Culpepper advised sniffing the nasal passages and stuffing them with the juice of tree. Ivy. Snorting tree ivy juice might not seem like a great cure, but Culpepper also made a career out of blaming certain diseases and afflictions on astrology. So you may want to take everything this guy said with a grain of salt. Irish legend dictates that if you want to cleanse yourself of a hangover, all you need to do is go to the river and bury yourself up to your neck in wet river sand. The idea is that it will chill you and get your blood pumping, much in the manner of a cold shower. Now, no word on why river sand has stronger curative powers than, say, uh, ocean sand or whether you're allowed to have someone help you bury yourself. But another ancient Irish water-related recipe is a little easier to stomach for a hangover. That's just a chuck some oats in ice-cold spring water and gulp it down. Tasty, and it's guaranteed to make you feel right as rain in about 15 minutes. In the 1930s, the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in New York City served its post-bliss patron 
a glass of Coca-Cola and milk. The head barman claimed that after someone drank it, he or she would take a little nap and after that, feel wonderful. Perhaps that had more to do with the, I don't know, high cocaine content of Coca-Cola at the time. In 17th century England, a physician named Jonathan Goddard sold a product that he called Goddard's Drops. The secret ingredient in this tincture? A powder consisting of five pounds of crushed human skulls? Added in with dried viper and spirit of hartshorn, which we now call ammonia today. Not just any skull would do, however. It had to be the skull of a person who had recently been hanged? And legendary drinker King Charles II did swear by them. And on his deathbed, King Charles II paid Oliver Cromwell's doctor Jonathan Goddard a handsome sum for the coveted formula of his drops, which later came to be known as King's Drops. Use saffron to sober up and, well, with cheer up. The Red Book of Hergist is a Welsh manuscript from around 1382 that contains some herbal remedies, including one to remove drunkenness, that involved eating bruised saffron with spring water. Sadness could also be cured by saffron, too, at least in moderation. According to Hergist, if you would be at all times merry, eat saffron in meat or drink, and you will never be sad. But beware of eating overmuch, lest you should die from excessive joy. Caldo Cardan, well, no matter how it's pronounced, it is, well, simply put, bull penis soup. It does happen to be, however, the national hangover cure of Bolivia. It's pretty flamboyant to behold, so I've been told, considering that the penises are served whole and that they average about a foot and a half in length. Once the penis is simmered in a rich, concentrated broth for about ten hours, pieces of lamb, beef, chicken, and boiled egg are added along with rice and potatoes. The dish is also considered a aphrodisiac and said to cure back pain as well. And probably not so shocking is the also purported hangover curative effects of the low-hanging bovine fruit, the so-called Rocky Mountain Oyster. Bull testicles. <laughs> Preferably eight raw Personally, I think you might actually still have to be drunk to try that one. 
The Italians reasoned that something as overwhelmingly debilitating as a hangover must require an equally complex cure. That's why inventor Bernardino Branca concocted Fornay in 1845, a mixture including rhubarb, aloe, peppermint, wine, a dash of opiates, a sprinkle of myrrh, and a lot more alcohol. <laughs> the product is still very popular today, of course, minus the opiates. John Gaddiston served as a court physician in England during the late 13th and early 14th centuries. He wrote Rosa Anglica, a medical treatise between 1304 and 1314. The text contains hangover remedies for men and women alike. If anyone has drunk too much, if it be a man, the testicles should be washed with salt and vinegar, and if it be a woman, the breasts. A helpful hint from a 19th century medical advisor for dealing with a hangover seems a little bit more sensible. Just drink a lot of vinegar, then rub some onto your temples if that doesn't work. He also advises you to strip naked and try dumping a bucket of water over your head. Seems legit, doesn't it? After a night of libation, your insides might feel like tar. So, why not douse them with a dose of fresh soot from fireplace ashes? That's what the people in the 1800s did. The English believed that dumping a lump of fresh soot into some warm milk could help rid those dreadful fevers and shakes. But actually, it might not be the worst idea after all. Activated charcoal often does act as a digestive supplement and has been proven to absorb toxins. A favored cure in medieval Europe was raw eels for breakfast. And in Portugal specifically, the standard hangover cure was to eat a lamprey boiled in wine and its own blood. No, that lamprey is technically not an eel, but folks may or may not have known that in the 1200s. And again, this cure probably had more to do with the wine than anything else. Rub a lemon into your armpit. It's not entirely clear when the practice of lemon rubbing became a way to stave off a hangover, but the practice is still common in Puerto Rico even today. It's important to rub the lemon under your drinking arm before drinking. However, this cure said to 
keep you hydrated to counteract the dehydration brought on by drinking is considered woefully ineffective. While possibly the craziest method of curing a hangover ever, in Haiti, it is believed that voodoo can help a hangover. The tradition of curing a hangover is to simply punish the bottle that caused you the pain. Some Haitians believe that by sticking 13 pins into the cork of the bottle that caused you your hangover, it will relieve you of your pain. There's no scientific evidence for this as a successful cure, but it might seem more appealing than, say, eating pickled sheep's eyes or raw eels. British author Kingsley Amos insisted on his book on drink from 1972 that instead of attempting to cure physical hangovers, one should focus on addressing the headier metaphysical hangover. This means addressing the, to quote, the ineffable compound of depression, sadness, anxiety, self-hatred, and sense of failure and fewer for the future one might have after a night out drinking. Unquote. Or the cure? Catharsis, of course. A good cry, he writes, reading the likes of maybe a final scene of Paradise Lost or maybe ascending, quote, for half an hour in an open airplane, needless to say, with a non-hungover person at the controls, a good cry, he says, is a cure for a hangover. But alas, uh, whimpering into your pillow does not count. Wear some shrub leaves around your neck? According to ancient papyrus scrolls found in Egypt, one way to remedy a hangover was to wear a wreath of leaves around your neck from a shrub called Alexandrian laurel. Unearthed in 1898 and translated in 2015, the papyrus is one of more than 500,000 documents found at the site. They're all written in Greek and contain numerous medical cures and remedies, including one for a drunken headache. The text is believed to be roughly 2,000 years old. One recently uncovered Egyptian medical papyri advocated for making a garland out of a Confetamine shrug? The name confetamine is said to be derived from the Greek word for on the ground <laughs> and Daphne meaning laurel. The Greeks recommended wearing a careful selection of plants on your head to keep drunkenness at bay. Most of the plants associated with the god Dionysus, ivy, laurel, and asphodel were used for 
medicinal purposes. However, burying your head in the shrubs outside of the dorms doesn't count. Make friends with cabbage. Put your Brussels sprouts and other cabbage to good use. The Greeks and Romans believed that the vine and the cabbage were natural enemies. They thought the vine had the capacity to perceive the smell of cabbage and refused to grow properly in the vicinity of the pungent vegetable. By extension, they figured that cabbage will counteract an excess of wine in your belly. And raw cabbage may work better than cooked. However, according to the Irish, of course, a good corned beef and cabbage breakfast will offset that wicked hangover. Put on some... Fancy jewelry? In 2021, archaeologists in Israel found a gold and amethyst ring believed to have been an amulet to cure a hangover. According to Amir Golani, an expert with the Israeli Antiquities Authority, the ring was owned by someone affluent, and the wearing of the jewelry indicated their status and wealth. Such rings could be worn by either men or women. It dates back to the 7th century, although it could possibly be older. The stone in the ring is the key indicator of its purpose because, as Galani explained, it was thought to have powers to prevent hangovers. The ring was also found near a former winery, lending the belief and additional credence to the notion of it serving as a hangover cure. The curative properties of amethyst dates back to ancient Greece. The word amethyst itself means not drunken in Greek. Mysterious Powder Another product that benefited from some clever marketing was called Mersiren. It was a powder that was invented by Captain Arthur Neagle while he was in Singapore in 1905. It was originally intended to treat seasickness. After Captain Nigel retired from the seaman's life in 1907 and returned to Essex, England, he then focused on marketing his invention to landlubbers. Mersiren was touted as a Solution to indigestion and headaches, including those caused by a heavy night out. Hmm. Perhaps I will take a sailor's word for the cure of a hangover. An ancient Mesopotamian physician of over 5,000 years before Christ wrote, if a man has taken strong wine and his head is affected, take licorice, beans, oleander with oil and wine in the morning, in the morning before sunrise, and before anyone has kissed him, 
Let him take it and he will recover. In ancient Egypt, you could have also cast a spell over your beers before drinking them. The prayer has been wrote down and passed on. Hail to you, Hathor, lady of intoxicating drinks. When he has set his heart on it, there is no restraining Seth. Let him carry out his heart's desire to rob his heart in the name of that beer of his. There are, of course, more modern approaches to the hangover. A hot shower in total darkness with a mug of bone broth and an edible? Seems legit. A banana and lots of water before bed? Pedialyte with saltine crackers? Sardines on toast? A cup of tea with milk right before bed? Takis with some Dr. Pepper? Drinking sweet pickle juice or a raw egg and OJ cocktail? Well, perhaps you should try the Jim Morrison, (laughs) well known for his legendary imbibements. The late Jim Morrison of the Doors was purported to have an anti-hangover cocktail in the morning, consisting of only two ingredients, low-and-brow beer and ketchup. Warning, overconsumption of low-and-brow ketchup may result in excessive weight gain and loss of the title of Lizard King. Finally, I would like to leave you with my personal hangover treatment. Hair of the dog. The oldest known cure in the books, which involves drinking more to ease yesterday's pain. Thus taking the hair of the dog that bit you, a phrase that comes from 400 B.C. in a handy little rhyme written by Antiphanes. Quote, Take the hair, it is well written, of the dog by which you're bitten. Work off one wine by his brother, one labor with another. Oh, to quote the late great Dean Martin, just stay drunk. Today, then, the closest thing we have to a Real cure is just knocking back an Advil and before you bed, drink a whole lot of water. Um, and that's just attacking the hangover before it happens because once it does, there really isn't much you can do other than weather it out and well, maybe try any of the aforementioned historical cures to at least feel like you're trying. Oh, while I'd like to close with some optimism, it must be said if humanity has gone thousands of years without a hangover cure, finding one in your lifetime, dear listener, is indeed very highly unlikely. But don't let that stop you from a good night. 
you've recovered before, and you will recover again. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's missive of Jason Eli's stories to get stoned by. Once again, we're going to drop these continuing on season two every Sunday morning at 420. And if you like what you're hearing, log on to rentcircle.com and hit that sponsor button for me. Or you can find me over at Patreon as well. Become a friend of 420. (laughs) I'm open to suggesting, guys, if you got something you want me to tackle, just get a hold of me at jasoneli at hotmail.com. And we're sure to take that under advisory. In the meantime, well, keep your weed dry. We'll catch you next Sunday morning at 420. It's Jason Eli's stories to get stoned by.